listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created a show to help you live Lifted Life. Hey everyone and welcome back. It's episode 156 of the Lifted Life Podcast and today I want to talk to you about something. That was a whistle. Okay, so I have an old man whistle. Mm-hmm. Then I practiced the real whistle. The first one was better than the second one. The first one was the real whistle that's not so good but can sometimes be good. Give me one moment. Yeah, that one's good. That sounds a little echoey. Now, the other one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what my grandpa would do. Walk around the house. Whistling like that. They didn't have TV. They just had a radio. And he'd walk around whistling to whatever they're listening to. Yeah, and every time I do that whistle, I get made made (laughs) called an old man whistle. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, this topic. Woo! It's a doozy. It's important. And it's kind of like what in the world have we been doing for 155 episodes if i haven't even told you this well you didn't know about it no i didn't know i've known this since i was in college back in the olden days we studied it in psychology really yeah today i want to talk about the importance of creating safety in our bodies we talk a lot about creating a magnificent lifted life where you pursue your goals dreams and desires and get out of your own way and expand and live this beautiful wonderful life And yet none of that is possible if we don't feel safe in our bodies. And what I say that I learned back in college, it wasn't that what I just told you. That took a lot of years to put together. What I learned was something called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. You familiar, Tim? I am not. The very basis of those needs, imagine a triangle, and it's the foundation. A pyramid, if you will. Thank you. I don't know why pyramids sound better than triangle. It's physiological needs Mm -hmm. like food, water, breath. Those are the like got to super duper have them to be alive. Right above that is something they call safety needs. Mm. And if you don't feel safe, personal security, they say employment, resources, health, property, some of those things are a little more wishy-washy and and that's kind of the direction I want to go down is this idea of creating safety in our bodies and it's a really unique time because people have been saying stay safe stay safe but actually every single time someone says that I think fear ripples through people's body like oh god do I need to really work that hard on being safe wouldn't a better uh thing to say is feel safe feel safe (laughs) but no matter what you say stay safe feel safe be Mm -hmm. safe um, if someone associates that with an impending threat, it does yeah. the opposite, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Right above the safety needs is love and belonging. After that, they say esteem and then self-actualization, which I feel like this whole podcast is about. Self-actualization, the desire to become the most or the best that you can be, the mm-hmm. best you that you came here to be. And that's where we spend a lot of our time and energy. And these other things below it are pretty darn important too. And today I want to emphasize the importance of creating safety in our bodies. So I really resonate with this message. And I originally told Tim when I presented this show idea, I said, I know this isn't probably going to be as interesting for you, but I think it actually is if you give me a chance and if everyone opens up their mind a bit about what it means to feel safe and why they are not pursuing the things they say they want to do. I want to speak up at the next town hall meeting, but I don't. I want to start that business, but I don't. I want to start that side project, but I don't. And on a very basic core level, I'm here to say today, the main reason we don't is because it doesn't feel safe to do so. 
And once we can begin to look at it that way, we can say that sense of unsafeness, the lack of safety is an illusion. It is almost hardwired in us from caveman days of impending threats. So mm-hmm. now um, when we feel like we might be rejected, made fun of, abandoned, it's not truly going to put our physiological um, ability to live in threat. However, it feels like it will. Right. So what I'm hearing is that there's a point in our history as being human that if you weren't accepted by the pack, it was not safe right? because you were ostracized. You were pushed out. You were alone. Exiled alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then in that case, it probably wasn't safe to speak your mind about so-and-so's moccasins that you don't like. <laughs> you get kicked out. And exactly. then, and then, uh, then you're alone fighting the saber tooth bear with just all by yourself. All by yourself. Yeah. Okay. So that's scary. Is there a saber tooth bear? I don't know. But it's usually a tiger. But there could be saber-tooth bears. We don't know. <laughs> anyway, whatever the... I did see a fact recently that something like 99% of the animal life that's ever been alive is already extinct or something crazy. So saber-tooth bear was probably one of them. Probably one of them, yeah. Okay, so whatever the predator was at the time, if you chose to go against the grain, if you will, you could be pushed out of the pack and then you had to fight it alone. Right. And I think on mm-hmm. some basic level, when we don't speak out at the town hall meeting mm-hmm. or we don't speak up at the work meeting mm-hmm. or whatever it is that feels threatening to us, it's because we don't think it's safe. And uh, so I'm going to go here and then you can, I'm sure you already had something planned to talk about, but in my own experience, I've had times when, especially in meetings, I don't like to speak out. If you were to ask me, is it because you're scared you're going to be ostracized, uh, ridiculed? Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> generally, but, your first answer would be no. Probably no. But <laughs> if I dig a little deeper, maybe. And I don't think like they're going to just kick me out and say, "Let whoever's dangerous outside have me." Like I don't. Obviously, not that. But even the saber tooth bear that's waiting <laughs> outside the meeting room, get him, boy. Get him. No, not. Okay, so there's that. And then even today, I was on a call. I'm in a Patreon group, and there's a question I need answered, or I wanted answered. And I felt that same feeling kind of bubbling up of like, I don't want to. Or this weird, um, I've heard it explained as like people that like public speaking, they say that that's the energy that feeds them. Like that's proof that they have the energy to do the talk they need to do. Well, that's exactly what happened to me last night. Yeah. I'm, I've been wearing your old Apple watch. I mm-hmm. don't really love a high tech life of buzzing and whatever, but I, I recently wanted to track my heart rate for various reasons. And, uh, there was a costume slash performance contest mm-hmm. and I was watching my watch mm-hmm. and my heart rate was going up cause it was almost my turn. I signed up for this and it was going up, up, up. I could feel it but it wasn't like, and now I should run. I knew that I needed to manage my mind about it. I could look at the watch and say, this is bad. Or I could say, this is exactly the adrenaline I need to perform. So, so when that happens to you, okay. So you use it that way. I personally, definitely in the past, I've used it as you shouldn't be getting this nervous. This shouldn't be happening. Why are you getting so, this is, and then before I know it, I'm like shaking and like, I don't want to do it. I have nothing to say. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt myself doing it today on the call and I'm like, no, this is something that I want an answer to. 
I've looked into it. Like I'm, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not like asking some question where they're gonna be like, you're an idiot. Get out of here. And even if they did, I was going to say, sometimes it does help to run that scenario of what is, what is it that I'm really afraid that could happen uh that they disregard me, that they, and when you shared that, I was like, what am I scared of? Like, okay. They say you're an idiot. You don't understand anything about this topic. Okay. I don't educate me. Like, there really wasn't anything to be scared of. Not to mention the likelihood of that happening being so rare or so yeah. low. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, there is a lack of safety in our body in that moment. So that's kind of the direction I mm-hmm. wanted to take this. I feel like if we can really become more aware of when we notice that we don't feel safe, it's a really great time to slow down ask yourself some powerful questions like what am I afraid of? What's this really about? Um, what is the worst thing that could happen? What if that does happen? How can I support myself through it? What are some of the great things that could happen to kind of lean into that? Uh, because so often, um, we don't even realize it is fear and a lack of safety that we're experiencing in our body that is keeping us from moving forward. I think every single time we almost go for something fun, different, exciting, next level, Uh, and we don't, it's because we fall prey to that prioritization of safety. It feels safer not to do it, but there is a time that comes when we get so tired of our own BS that it is no longer safe to remain stuck. It's no longer uncomfortable to do the thing. It's more uncomfortable to stay stuck Mm -hmm. and to stop trying. Yeah. I feel like that's exactly what I pointed out to you. We recently connected with a with an agency, I guess you will, that connects me to top podcasts that are looking for guests. And so they're kind of a connector and we signed um, a package with them to help find us eight top podcasts that are looking for an inspiring guest. And I was telling you that uh, on some level, I'm really excited. I can't wait. And on another level, it'd be a lot easier not to do this. It'd yep. be a lot easier to just stay cozy in the my spot on the couch typing out different things that don't require me to really show up and show out you could push it off on me but you want it done right so you should do it <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um and that exact moment of it's uncomfortable to do this but it's even more uncomfortable to stay stuck and complain about it and say why aren't we moving forward well because we're doing the same things over and over again yeah and one of our goals was to reach more people that are looking for us. Right. And sitting on our couch. Talking to our core community is a great way to serve that community, but not grow that community. We don't want to stop doing that, but, but we've already reached them for, for that, for that purpose. And of course we'll continue to support them, but we want to reach more. Right. We do. We do. Take a quick break. Thank our sponsor. And then we'll get back to the show talking to you about how you can create safety in your body. This episode is brought to you by our Mood Probiotics. We are the Mood Probiotic Company with four targeted types of probiotic bacteria, four different formulas, that is. Uh, We are more confident than ever that one of our formulas will be a great fit for you. Reach out to us if you're looking for some support on which one to start with. Back to the show. I was um, having a conversation with the company that manages what's called PPC Pay-Per-Click on Amazon. And the guy was asking me about our products, which he should know about. 
but he didn't. So he was asking me, and I'm like, okay, he doesn't really understand. So I was breaking down for him the categories. And he's like, why? Why do you have all these probiotics? He's <laughs> like, can you tell me? Like, I don't understand. Why? So I gave him the pyramid example as well that I feel mood boosting covers the majority. And then as you narrow it down to certain people, they need different um, formulas based on their personal Sensitivities. Sensitivities. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. The only tricky thing is I think that mood boosting probiotic is a great general mm-hmm. one to start with and also SBO mood boost because those spore-based probiotics are becoming more and more needed, I think, in our modern lifestyle with so many antibiotics and antibiotics in our food. So mm-hmm. the need to counteract those are becoming more and more pressing. Yeah, I personally enjoy that combo of mood boosting and SBO. Yep. You take one of each every mm-hmm. morning, right? Yep. Anyway, Okay, so how do I create safety in my body? I think it's first important to note that it's this nervous system calming technique that I'm looking to do. It's not just words, although I do love words. Like, I'm safe. I'm safe right now. I'm completely and utterly safe right now. Like, bringing myself to the present moment and and using those words um, can be really helpful. But also there's other embodiment practices of to anchor yourself in the present moment to signal safety. Uh, One of them can be just placing your hand on your heart to bring you to the present moment. Another might be to bring your awareness to your breath. When you're breathing, you are in the present moment. There's no other time you can breathe than the present moment. And then there's other somatic practices uh, that I've been learning lately uh, and really enjoying. Uh, For instance, Uh, where you take your palms and press them against your eyes and hold it there for 10 seconds. That is a signal to your nervous system that you are safe. If you were running from a cyber tooth bear, Mm -hmm. cyber, cyber tooth bear, cyber, no, cyber bear too. Yeah. Because cyber attack, the threat Mm -hmm. of the cyber threat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's a cyber tooth bear that is now chasing us. You would not be able to close your eyes and take slow, deep breaths. But when you do that, your body's like, oh heck, we must be safe. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's another technique where you use your pointer finger and you massage your inner ear area and there's a point right above it that signals to your nervous system, I am safe. Um, there's other somatic practices. Tapping is another great way to um, release stored energy in the body to signal safety. So I think it's important to combine not just the thoughts of I'm safe, it's, I'm safe right now, Um, but also to allow your body to feel that safety through the breath, through the ability to close your eyes and, um, and put your guard down. There's an example of one that I've heard somewhere. I don't even know where I heard it, but, um, telling your body, thank you, giving an appreciation for, for, um, signal to me that there's danger. There may be danger. Mm -hmm. And then saying, yeah, I I, I got your signal. I understand, but there's not. Mm -hmm. I appreciate what you're doing, but I got this. Yeah. Thank you. Where would that fall? I think it's right in there, right in the middle. Yeah. It feels like in the middle. It's a lot of words, but it's also maybe in some way signaling, but not physically like you were examples you were giving. Yes. And I think it's important to note that when you are in that fight or flight, um, adrenaline mode, your body is not in a good state to digest or rest. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't actively pursue this calm state, I think that other problems can definitely manifest. Um, And then another thing I wanted to say is when you recognize that 
pent up energy is building and you can feel it pulsing through your body. Having active ways to release that energy can be really powerful. So there's um, shaking. So you literally just shake it out like a gazelle that just escaped being hunted by a lion. They shake. Uh, There's screaming, which maybe should be done in um, a separate space if you have sensitive ears around or go for a drive in your car or scream into a pillow. Um, And then there's other ways like wild dancing, but any sort of release of that energy, because if you don't get that out, it's very confusing for your body to remain in that fight flight state uh, and having no reason for it. But if you expel the energy with a scream, with a dance, with a shake, um, then it signals to it. Okay, well, we had this problem and then we cleared it out with this uh, strategy. So I think a lot of times we don't actively clear that energy and it creates more pent up um, feelings of fear or restlessness in our body. And I think there's some examples of that can lead to other bad things as well in your in your life. We don't have to go into those or uncomfortable yeah. dis-ease in your body uh-huh. because it's just built up adrenaline, like having the gas and the brake on at the same mm-hmm. time. Your body's not digesting properly. You're not able to get into a restful state, which creates that heart brain coherence, which is something I've been studying. One of the reasons I'm wearing the watch, I don't think it fully measures the heart rate variability. I don't think so. You no. have to wear like a chest strap, which yeah. feels pretty next level. I don't know if I'm going to go that way. I do think from my experience of this topic, we've talked about it before and I've always shied away from it. I think it's why you were questioning whether we even use this as a podcast because I've always kind of shied away from it and said, I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> or Guys, there's a man in the room. Yeah. Or we're, like, we're all going to be okay now. Or, you know, it's not fear. It's something else, you know, but I think that's a really good point too. Anger and frustration and irritability, those are all fear in disguise. Wearing a big mustache and a big pair of aviator goggles. But the the argument that I would have though is, okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you can categorize in different ways. But if you stop and really think about it and say, have I been been afraid in some way? And, And then do the exercises you said, you will release some energy and you will realize I've been carrying that thing around for a long, long time. And there's no re- real reason to. Yeah. We build up a story of the yeah. reasons. We build up the story that if we just keep our eye out on all the problems, then we'll definitely be able to keep them away. Unfortunately, but that takes a toll. It to, definitely takes yeah, a toll. And it you uses pack up, that around and you don't need it. You don't it, need to pack that around. It uses energy that you could be using for healing yep. to literally create that dis-ease in your body. Or maintain and keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is why today I wanted to talk about the importance of creating a feeling of safety in our body, because I think from that place we can create so much more. But if you are fighting the hormones of stress, as Dr. Joe Dispenza calls it, then that is not a time to create. Your body is actively trying to keep you safe. It perceives a threat. So if you're wanting to live a more creative, expansive life at the very basis of this process is to feel safe in your body, to create a feeling of safety. And if some of the ways we suggested don't resonate, but this idea does, then take it to Google and type it in. Mm -hmm. Ways to feel safe in my body, ways to soothe my nervous system. Um, There's other really great um, strategies to, I don't know if they call it hone 
the vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve that runs from your brain mm-hmm. all the way down through your tail. I don't know where. Yeah. And uh, by doing that, chanting, singing, gargling, um, you are stimulating that vagus nerve in a positive way that helps create safety in your body. So there are numerous ways to create that feeling of safety. And I think it's at that core uh, basis of creating a wildly beautiful life. First, we've got to feel safe. Okay. I think that's wrap this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, as always, shoot us a message if you did or pass it along to a friend. Uh, we're trying to get the word out about our podcast as always. Take care and see you next week.